Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave. And I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa Show. Glad to have everybody back. Welcome back. Very good. She's taken over. We're going to let her be in charge today, and this is uh, week three of eight, of eight on Catholic social teaching. So today we're going to talk about community and family. So what do you think the purpose of any small group or family is, Deacon Dave? To help bring people through to God, to learn their morals and their values and who they are as a person. Okay. Form and foster the individual dignity of every member. Families are an important part of making sure that we elevate the dignity of the people around us. The church is a community that can help us with this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I am really enjoying church community tremendously, especially as a deacon. In fact, with this whole virus thing, it's been really hard to not be able to engage with people, give them hugs, and do all the stuff I would normally do. Uh, so we're having to find other ways to reach out to people, just giving random phone calls and checking in with people and nice. doing stuff online. Yeah, and that's uh, like a lot of churches or groups will also have small groups to form community in that way too. And they might meet in their home or meet at the church, and yeah. Bible studies are another form of a small community. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of great ways for us to gather as small communities. Yes, because gathering in community is essential because no person is an island. It's interesting because I think sometimes uh, we may feel that our spirituality is is an island. It's just us and God. Mm. But the reality of it is, if you look at it, yeah, the, the vertical portion of the cross is our relationship with God, but then the horizontal portion is, is our relationship? Yeah, it's with the community. Just like reconciliation, we don't only reconcile with God, we reconcile with the community. Yeah. So because our sin hurts others. Exactly. Even if we don't. Um, even if it's not directly yes, to them. Yes. It's like throwing a rock in a pond; it has a ripple Ripples. effect. Absolutely. Yep. So Pope Benedict the Sixteenth said in Caritas in Vertate, Vertate, the human person is actually defined by his relations with others. Right. So it's yeah. it's good to have a balance of of both time alone and with God, and then time with community. So God himself is a mutual exchange of love. The Trinity. Because we too are called to self-giving love. Would you like to explain that? It's God the Father, right? Yeah. And God the Son. God, God the Father looks with perfect love at the Son, and the Son looks with perfect love at the Father. And that love that they exchange is the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we are tabernacles, as we said last yes. week, of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have to be self-giving as well, which is that pouring out of the Holy oh, Spirit okay. in our lives. Okay. Uh, we can't keep the Holy Spirit all to ourselves. Uh, we have to share. That's part of being in community. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, 2207, says the family is the original cell of social life. And even Jesus was part of the human family. Really, if you think about it, the family is what we call the domestic church. It's like each home is its own little church, and they form their own little community. Okay. And I think that's a pretty neat way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, that's nice. It shows you the importance of family. Yeah. And St. John Paul II stated, the family is the cradle of life and love and the place in which the individual is born and grows. Family, if you will, is that rich soil where children are intended to grow. It's important that we as parents or grandparents, that the soil of our faith is rich and that we understand it so that we can share that with our children. Right. Also in the Catechism, 2206, Family is a privileged community where one's initiation into life in society takes place. For example, learn morals, develop potential, become more aware of dignity, and prepare for unique and individual destiny. 
it really shows you, Lisa, how important the family is. Because remember, we've said that the five people that you hang around the most is who you're going to be like. And you spend more time with your family, especially growing up, than you do anybody else. Right. So your family is going to have a huge influence on who you are as a person and, and how you grow up. Weakening of the family leads to weakening of human family. I think it's like the hum- uh, the like the world. Like, yeah, the larger yeah. human family, right? Yeah, so if there's yeah. a breakdown in the families, which in a lot of ways there is in today's society, right. Then you begin to see a breakdown in the world because those right. are the fundamental building blocks of, of society in general is each and every family. Right. And marriage is the foundation of family. The family life begins with the marriage between a man and a woman. The nature of the marital relationship is crucial to the study of the family. And marriage is a gift from God to humanity. Because in holy matrimony, it's not only man and the woman making the vows, but it's also God is... Absolutely. In, uh, it's almost as a, like it's a little, little trinity, yeah, there, right? Mar- yeah. And so there's there's two things about marriage, Lisa, that are that are very important. There's this this mutual self giving of one another, uh-huh. okay, and then there is being open to life or procreation. Right. So those two things are fundamental to what a marriage is. Marriage is ultimately ordered to the good of the spouse's fidelity and the procreation and education of children. So you just complementary of the sexes. So men and women are persons with equal dignity. And the Catechism sta- uh, 2333 states that differences in complementarity between males and females are physical, moral, and spiritual, and are oriented toward the goods of marriage and the flourishing of family life. Chastity is a moral virtue which provides for the successful integration of sexuality within one's whole identity leading to the inner unity of the physical and spiritual being. And that's from Catechism 2337. I want to I comment real quickly on, on living a chaste life. So yeah. we, we often think about sexuality, and that's what we're referring to today. Mm-hmm. But living a chaste life is, is more than just our sexuality. It can be in every aspect of our life. Does it have to do with respect of other people? I think uh, respect, okay. self, self-control. Oh, yes. Self-discipline yes. Mm-hmm. Of, of all of the different aspects of your life and, and how you live them out is, is being changed. So respect for others and self. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Sounds like a good way to form a community. Chastity is an important basis for establishing healthy relationships built on mutual respect. Hey, we just said that. I um, want to talk about this. Often we, we, we think about respect for the other person. Right. But we also have to have respect for ourselves. Right. And there's a lot of things that we can do where we're not showing ourselves respect. And it, and we may, and it may feel good, but we are not really showing ourselves respect in terms of living out of chastity. There are many things that do not foster a culture of chastity in society. So adultery sex outside of marriage, prostitution, and pornography. Pornography is one of those things that is pervasive in today's society that we as parents and and grandparents have to be aware of with the technology today. It is very accessible and it's very private. We have to be aware of this. And I know my son's 27 now. And so I know when he was growing up, my wife and I just wanted him to, he's just a perfect boy. And we all have this image of our children, but I was a kid too. So I remember some of the things that I did, Lisa. And so we can't be naive mm-hmm. about our children. And we just have to keep our eyes open and, and keep teaching the importance of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Because talk about a lack of self-respect. Engaging in pornography is exactly that. Because you're also taking the sexual act and you're objectifying it. Yeah, and the and the people in that industry, there's such a lack of dignity for them, so because they're you know preyed upon and 
Right. So there's no respect for yourself. There's no respect for the people that that you may be watching. And it is it's subversive and it's evil and it can be addictive. And, and, and that's the thing. You just really have to be back to chastity again. Yep. Self-respect. Yep. So next uh, we'll talk about cohabitation. Cohabitation. I talk about this at uh, uh, oh, marriage prep yeah, classes all the time. But okay. there used to be the thought that people that, that, that people that cohabitated were more likely to get were more likely to get divorced. More likely to get divorced. Right, but okay. that's not the case, and I think that's not the case, and so we're not condoning doing that, okay? But what we are saying is is that really it's about being a committed in a committed relationship. And there's a difference between so so if you're living together, a lot of people never get married. Right. So they're 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 like it's like a contract. They can just break it any time they want. There's yeah. no commitment there. Yeah. But there's also a covenant. Okay, marriage is a covenant, so it's not meant to be broken. It's meant to be till death right. do us part. Right. And so that's the big difference is that when you live together before marriage, there's not that commitment. And so you learn how to live without that commitment, if you will. Right. And there's a lot of practical reasons why people live together, but there's also a lot of practical reasons for why they were making it before they met each other and decided to move in together. So you can make it work if you want to. Right. So think about the word sacrament and what this means in the context of marriage. Okay, so sacrament, right? That's yeah. uh, that's an efficacious sign, okay, which means it does something. It's instituted by Christ and trusted to the church to give grace. But when we talk about marriage, the matter of marriage are the two people. Yeah. And the form is their I do and their vows. They're, they're accepting one another in marriage. Right. And so they are the sacrament. That means that the wife is meant to give grace to the husband and the husband is meant ah, to give grace to the wife. Spouse, spouse's goal is to bring their spouse closer to Christ. Yeah, bring them to heaven. Get them to yeah, heaven. Get exactly. Them to heaven. Yeah, exactly. They got to get yeah. themselves to heaven too. Well, yeah. together as a team, they can get to heaven. The one, you, you said earlier that God needs to be a part of the marriage. Right. So when God's part of the marriage, it's God that supplies the grace through each spouse to the other. Without that, something's going to be lacking. And that's why it's so important to get married um, in the church to receive that sacrament because. That's grace that you get yeah. from that sacrament that lasts for, your, for a lifetime. That you wouldn't get like in a justice system. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. So same-sex unions. Remember, there should be complementary of sexes and open to the procreative potential. Right. So set, same, the church teaches that same-sex unions should not occur for the reasons that Lisa just said. There's no complementary complementarity, and there's there's not the possibility for procreation. Right. Oftentimes we may define people or people will define themselves by their their sexuality mm -hmm. that's not our identity our identity is found in the god who created right. us okay so one of the trials that some people have uh, are same-sex attraction and so the church asks you to live that out as a chastely yeah. right as a cross yeah. and to live it out chastely so that is a special cross that a person who has same-sex attraction bears yeah uh, but it is also an opportunity to grow closer to god grow closer grow, grow more in holiness Right, and to yeah. allow God to help you carry that cross. Yeah. And we all have crosses, and they're all different, uh, and they can all be challenging. The most important thing to remember is, is that the family is the domestic church. And the core of the family, a family that goes to church, a family that prays together, a family that lives out the truth in their lives, a family that lives chastely, uh, a family that teaches their children you know, about the church mm -hmm. and about the power of God's love in their life and the effect that it can have on them. All of these things are essential 
to us having a society that's going to continue to grow together in unity. Yeah, it makes the community stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Notice what word is in community? Unity. Unity. Nice. That? That's pretty neat. So, yes, if we're going to be a good community, then it has to start at home. And remember what Lisa said earlier. We all have to be self-giving. Yeah. Not self-receiving, but self-giving. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. See you next time. Bye. The views expressed on the Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa show are our own, and they're not that of the diocese, nor any person or organization affiliated or doing business with the diocese.